other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our hearts through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
How'd you know? Something new, something new. <laughs> nothing borrowed and nothing blue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like it? Did I, what the game? Uh, did you like your night out? Oh, I loved it. I, I, they, they look. They closed the place down on me. <laughs> oh, those are my kind of nights, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, they closed early because it's, it's. Uh, they closed at ten thirty, and uh, but they told me, you know, just you can just sit because we gotta clean up anyway. It was just. Uh, <laughs> so. So yeah, it was good though, and and it, it felt really good just to kind of get out because I've not been, I just have not been into football a lot. Like even last year, I didn't. I just I don't know why. I just haven't been like I used to. Like I used to be glued on Sundays and Mondays, glued to it. But um, yeah, not so much. So not even for Dallas, and that's my team. So not even I haven't been really attached to it. But I just kind of wanted to well, get out. Well, that that. There goes the real answer right there, cause they ain't worth two cents. So we understand why you ain't into football right now. Now I can click you off, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's still my team. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna push them to the side. They, they are still and always be my team. Lose, win, what? I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not one of those kind. So. But anyway, um, thank you guys. We're going to move right right into the show. I do want to um, send this out because I will forget, and maybe at, by the, at the end of the show before we off, we're off, I'll announce it again. But I am so excited. I'm going to be speaking this Friday at um, uh, Nadia Rose, it's Lydia Rose, uh, acting studio. She's sponsoring Singles Night, and uh, so I'm going to be speaking to the singles about communication and that still on communication, but giving a word to them about how um, basically just learning to effectively communicate in relationships and how we hear what we want to hear, regardless of you know. The, the language that is there, the, that's also clear sometimes. So I'm excited about that. So they have right now more than 100 people registered. So we will see. I'll tell you guys about that. I'm really excited about that. So if you're in Memphis and you can make it, you should uh, register for it because you do have to register um, and I don't, I should not say that because I don't know if she's taken anymore. So I, you just have to check it out. But it's Lydia Rose um, Studio. And you can maybe Google Singles Night Out or something. If you can't find it, you can reach out and let me know, and I'll connect you with her so that you can, um, you know, I guess try to, try to get in there. So I, I, it might, I say that I might, you guys, it may it may be booked up because I saw where she booked another event kind of similar to the same thing for October, and it may be why she did it for the overflow. But try anyway because sometimes people register and don't show up, so try anyway. But I'm excited about that. Um, I'm also excited. I'm going to be taking a class starting this Thursday, clear up through the end of December, and it's the um, East Notes class, and it's, it's connecting um, 
people of different races together, bring in people. So we'll meet every week, every Thursday for about two hours, and we're talking about racial things, things like we're trying to work to understand each other, you know, our differences, our different cultures. And so what they're trying to do um, is just get a better understanding and have people of different races (laughs) more. And so it's interesting and great for us. My soul sister, um, and I think you guys have heard me talk about soul sisters on on the show, but soul sisters is an event that started, well, I didn't start it, but I assisted um, Dr. Ernestine Hunt is her name, and she kind of just said, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. I have God gave me the vision, but I don't have time for it. So will you guys take it over? And so we we approached Hope Church, which is a which is a huge church, and they do a lot of things here. But we wanted to use their facility to host another um, Soul Sisters event. And so what they asked us to do is attend this class. Um, so it's just kind of bridging. Um, bridging the races together, so to speak, but they're doing it through meeting every week, talking about the, the things that we need to be talking about. So I hope you guys can. So, Rodney, any any news for you? Uh, not really. Um, you know, we, we're 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 trying to keep a low profile here. Um, uh, Tamaria. Uh-huh. Did get sick over the weekend, um, and we found out last night that she had an ear infection. Um, but all is well, other than that, and uh, I think she's doing better today. Um, you know, they gave her some medicine. You know, when you're almost 37 weeks pregnant, you can't really take anything, but they were able to give her some medicine. Um, she started taking that last night, but she had a little ear infection. Um, she must have gotten it Saturday because that's when she started feeling sick. Um, but other than that, we have been fine. Everything is good here. Um, nothing but some rain here, Tammy. <laughs> Just been raining every day. But other than that, every, everything has been everything has been great. Mary's doing great. The baby's doing great. So you know I'm doing great. Uh, right. But no announcements. But congratulations to you on your. Uh, upcoming speaking engagements that you know if we were in Memphis we'd be there. But I am so excited. Uh, audience, I am so excited just to be able to speak from from the perspective of I don't know. I just I, even in myself I see so many mistakes. You, when you come, I don't know what, what's a good word for this. Kind of maybe when you come to your senses. Not that we we're ever completely there, but I've learned so much. And it's not really about the other person. It's about me. Like, you really get to see yourself, and then you know that you're not alone because um, we women, if I could just say this, we we are we are some kind of different. And, and it takes a hat off to men who really take the time to get to try to understand us, and even when they don't understand us, still love us. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's it's um cause we we are we're just we we're emotional creatures. We are here, we're there, we're up, we're down, and sometimes we don't know why. Um, and so I'm I'm excited just to be able to 
talk to especially the women, first of all, to say there's absolutely nothing wrong with being single. Probably in the best place in your life because you get to mm. now concentrate on you and make sure that you're ready to be somebody. Yeah. So I'll, 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 I'll let you guys know how that goes next week. So, um, okay, well, Rodney, moving right along to this fabulous. <laughs> Tammy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you, um, or, or I should say, uh, I would like for you to go ahead and and read the, the description. Tell, tell everyone what tonight's show is about. Um, through the uh, description of the show, because I think with tonight's topic and um, just to kind of put this out there before we get started, there, there's a whole lot that has been going on in the news, um, but it always seems like the things that we need to pay attention to, the things that we should be paying attention to, we don't pay attention to or nobody talks about and not to say that things that have been going on are not important because I think those conversations are important, but I think people focus on the wrong things. People like we tend to pull out the political aspects of everything on in our society. And mind you, what we talk about tonight, there are some political ramifications but tonight we're going to get down to the nitty gritty uh, with this particular topic. And, you know, we learned today that, that, that Bill Cosby just got sentenced. Uh, He's going to do anywhere from three to 10 years in prison. Mind you, Bill Cosby is 81 years old, but that's a whole nother conversation, but he's going to, but the judge sentenced him to three to 10 years in prison today. And, ordered him to be immediately sent to state prison, which we know state prison is hard time no matter where you are. But that's another conversation. We also know that we have a Supreme Court justice nominee, um, uh, Kavanaugh, who is also facing allegations of sexual misconduct. We've had the lady in Dallas, um, who that whole situation is just a, a is just a topic in itself. Who you know shot the guy in in, in Dallas, um, allegedly going into the wrong apartment. And I hate when they use the word alleged, and we know what happened. But anyway, there's so many things going on in the news. Um, but I think that things that we should be focused on and things that we should be talking about, we don't. And so tonight, like we do every week on this show, we're going to talk about something that um, we as parents, we as advocates, maybe grandparents, maybe as educators, anyone who deals with children need to talk about. And we're going to share some facts and we're going to, you know, share our experiences when it comes to these facts and we'll see where the show goes. But I think that it's very important 
And for those of you who are going to listen to this show later, because I, 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 I see all the time that we have people who listen to our archive shows, thank you guys so much. But for those of you who are listening tonight, please feel free to jump in. Because what we're going to talk about tonight is going to be, um, it is something that is very, very critical in our society, and it always gets swept under the rug, and we're going to even bring up that at some point in the show. So, Tammy, uh, will you kind of let everybody know where we're going with this conversation through the description of the show in case they haven't had a chance to um, take a look at it? I certainly will, Rodney. I want to read once you, you just brought something to mind. Just before the show, I was just kind of going through Facebook, and I recently started to follow Rail Munger, and he he just seems to be so in touch with, with something right now, like most things that he posts. But he posts something really, really great today, and I noticed that there are – not a lot of likes. And so I want to read it real quick because quickly because I I can see where even in in parenting um which is, you know, what we parent not really talk about parenting tonight, but you'll see where this this can go. I see where we as parents get so caught up um in parenting through the eyes of the world so to speak, trying to keep up with the Joneses and keep up with the world till we miss the mark with the child. So here is, briefly, I'll read this. It is a coincidence that one, coincidence that one, the one who wants you to have life and life more abundantly said, first, deny yourself. So wouldn't it make sense for the one that wants to kill, steal, and destroy to want you to focus on your own issues, problems, and shortcomings? who's hating on you, who's not there for you. It's a trick. The greatest among you will serve others, and God gives... Wait, it's a trick. The greatest among you will serve others, and God gives seed to those who have a heart to sow. Whatever you feel you lack, develop the heart to give it first, and you will have it in abundance. So I'm, I'm going to come back to that later on in the show. So here, just keep, hold on to that, and I'm going to go ahead and read um, tonight's topic, the price tag on our children. The cost of raising a child just went up. According to the Department of Agriculture, middle-class parents will spend roughly $233,610 raising one child from birth until the age of 18. That's about. Let me say that again. And let me put emphasis on middle class parents will spend roughly $233,000 raising one child from birth until the age of 18, which ends up being about $13,000 per year. The United States spends $13,119 to educate one child per year. I'd like to know where that money is going because I'm getting ready to tutor another child in math who doesn't have a book, and I'm sick of going through this. But we'll come back to that as well. So I wonder where the, what they're doing with the $13,000. Um, I'm going to tell you. 
Okay, please tell me. Maybe when I go to the school next week to get a book, I can share that information because I'm going. <laughs> and probably try to please on me and say, this is not even your child. Why are you out here? <laughs> but anyway, I'll share that. I'll tell you all about that, too. Um, let's see. So the United States spends 13000 to educate one child per year, but 149000 to incarcerate one youth per year. Wait, what? Something is not adding up here. Do I need to repeat it? Yes, you do. Please repeat that. So parents, and and keep in mind, middle-class parents, spending $233,000 raising one child from birth to the age of 18, which adds up to about $13,000 per year. Schools, or the United States, spend 13000 to educate one child per year, okay, 13000 But to incarcerate one youth per year is $149,000. So when we spend over 11 times as much money incarcerating our children than we do educating them, we have a serious problem in our society. With so many mentor programs, church outreach centers, and nonprofit organizations, how is it that we continue to lose our kids to drugs, violence, and other criminal activities? Maybe if we invested more money and resources in education, we wouldn't have to put so much into the prison industry. Dying to live, when are we going to make the well-being of our children, our top priority, instead of using them as another way to generate revenue. So, Rodney, um, the numbers are alarming, for sure. I'm really interested to hear um, where where is the money going, because seemingly that's, that's, to me, for one child as far as the school system, that's that's a lot. Um, I don't know how it's calculated, how they come up with that number. Um, I am equally as equally concerned for our parenting um, skills. Again, the older I I I well, I shouldn't say the older because you know having sense has nothing to do with age or getting growing has nothing to do with age. But the more I the more I um, I guess see, the better I see, I'll say that. I I wish I want to just follow this up and say to parents, you know, instead of um, buying your kids so much, build them. We're buying but not building. We're not building character. We're not building or making them great at decision-making um, and things like that. We... We teach them really how we allow them to be clowns, and we don't teach them character. You know, like they, like we got to entertain kids to in order to get them to learn, or even come close to it. Um, and I'm all for you know maybe I guess if 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 it works it works, but I don't see it working. I remember Rodney, and I'm gonna turn it over to you. I remember when I went a couple of years back to get 
whatever I needed to do to be able to tutor, and it was I was going to be tutoring math, so I had to go through, you know, getting there, get go through a class and get all my fingerprinting and all that. And I was so disturbed because the kids were learning rap songs to in order to do math, and so I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, don't y'all don't y'all time on the ACT? These children didn't have time to sing no rap song to get to the the equation. You got to sing all these songs. You ain't gonna pass no ACT, SAT. And if you're trying to go to college, you you gotta you gotta you got and getting need money. You don't have time to rap. You rap when you get home. If you could, if you can memorize this song, you can memorize this equation. That's just and and I was I was truly disturbed. I, I I just I'm like this is this is not what it has come to, and so with that being said, okay, so some people might say, well, if it works, but is it working? Is it working? If we're spending time teaching our kids to rap so that they can learn it, but they're still failing what needs to be what they need to get into school, then then what's the purpose? Why are we wasting time and money? Instead of making sure that again we're building them when we're not letting them off the hook, and that's why I'm gonna I I I hear the thing about the education system, the prison system. That's a, that's that's different because you know it's it's something else when you get caught up in the system. Whole another story, but I think parents have to do better. Like they have to start at home. At a very early values, morals, as, you know, Dale, you know, Dale is Dale from the, I can't think of the name of his um, group, you know it, Rodney, but morals, values, and ethics rarely do we hear about. And so we're not teaching the kids what is really needed to not just be, um, not just to go far in life with jobs and things like that, just to be people, just to be human. And so I think that's why you hear kids that have all this, this money, you know, parents are rich and they got all these things, they commit suicide. They're, they are they on drugs because kids really need, just like adults, all they really need is love. That's really what they want. What they want. Is a part mm-hmm. of love. So I'll turn it over mm-hmm. to you. Oh my God, Tammy! So, <laughs> um, not even knowing, you went into some things that uh, that I was going to bring up, and like I told you before, I, I'm really just going to throw some things out there. Okay, I'm and ready for you. Dunking in the goal, like you said, I'm a dunk them. You throw them, I got the dunk. <laughs> At any time, slam dunk them. It's funny because uh, Tamari was on the phone when she got home, and she was talking to uh, talking to somebody, and you know, she's telling them, you know, that I was getting ready for the show, and um, so Tamari, you know, asked me about the show, and so I kind of gave her a few things that you know we were going to talk about, and I said, well. You know, she thought that they were alarming too, and then I said, "Well, it gets a little bit deeper than that." I said, "But I'm gonna wait until the show starts, and then you know you'll you'll hear it on the show." 
And she said, it's probably going to make me mad. Well, I'm going to go out of order here just because of where you started. Um, <laughs> and y'all forgive me if Tamaria gets mad. <laughs> but um, there's an article from April 5th, 2018, on, um, and the title is Black Kids are way more likely to be punished in school than white kids, comma, study finds. Again, if you guys want to look up this article, it's called Black Kids Are Way More Likely to Be Punished in School Than White Kids, comma, study finds. It was published by um, an individual named German Lopez. And mind you, this is not the only place not the only article uh, where you can find these statistics. You can find these statistics most likely. I know you can find them here in Virginia, but you can most find these on, if they're being honest, on the um, federal uh, government site. If you go, if you go on the U, uh, United States Department of Education, if they're being honest about statistics, data, analysis, whatever. You can find these uh, the, the same information there. If you go to your own state Department of Education website, you can find the same information there. I guarantee you it's not much more different. But let's go back to what Tammy, uh, one of the things that Tammy, that Tammy mentioned. One of the things mentioned in this article says Americans – overall view black girls as less innocent and more mature for their age from ages 5 to 14. A survey that they conducted, um, the respondents uh, were more likely to say that black girls compared to white girls need less nurturing, less protection, to be supported less, to be comforted less, but black girls are more independent, know more about adult topics, and know more about the sex. The researchers describe this as the adultification of black girls. Now, is this true? Well, depends on who you ask, I guess. Depends on who you ask. Hmm. But think about what's in here. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna zero in <laughs> on something real quick. It says black girls are more independent. What do we see promoted and hear about the most? Independent women, right? But it's m- mostly geared towards Black women being independent. In terms of knowing more about adult topics, knowing more about sex, does this mean that this is true? Absolutely not. However, for years, now there's starting to be a little shift, but for years, what did you see 
glorified on television. Rap videos with black girls shaking their behinds with no clothes on. So, of course, this is what people think of us. This is what people think of our society. Because guess what? They're not going to zero in on the white girl who's doing the same thing. They're not going to zero in on the Latino girl doing the same thing. They're going to zero in on the black girl doing it or the two black girls doing it or however many black girls are doing it. And it's going to be a major thing. And then I'm going to be honest with you. When it comes to schools, that's what these people see. That's how they look at your black girls when they walk into school. They see them as hood rats. They see them as whores or hoes, however it works for you. This is how they look at black girls when they walk into schools. They become threatened, which leads to another statistic that mm, might, might make people a little mad. Black males, according to the same article, you can find it, it's on Vox.com, and it's titled, Black Kids Are Way More Likely to Be Punished in School Than White Kids, This Study Finds. Again, that's on Vox.com. Black males are three times more likely to be suspended or referred to the authorities than white males. That sounds pretty bad, right, Tammy? That is that's true, Rodney. But here's what here's what is worse. Black females are six times more likely to be suspended than white females. So if you think that it's bad how they treat black boys in school when it comes to discipline, black boys don't see half the disciplinary infractions that black girls do. They see black girls as more of a threat than they do black boys. And here's the problem. Whether whether you're a black male or black female, you are being suspended three times more than white males if you're a black male, six times more if you're a black female than white females. And guess what? they all committing the same offenses. If a white kid pulls the fire alarm, chances are he gets a warning. Hey, Ryan, if a white kid does. Before, yes, why, ma'am. I need you, why, why do you... You've given that information. Why do you think it's like that? What 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 has gotten us here, and why? Because this is it. This has been. I haven't worked in the school system for years now, but 
Brandon's 30, so I remember um, he was fifth grade. No, he wasn't fifth grade. Maybe second, third, second, second through fifth grade was where my eyes really was open because I remember um, kids were being suspended off paper, meaning mm-hmm. the system didn't even know that these kids weren't in school. Like it wasn't written up. They would just tell the parents he's suspended. And mm-hmm. go. In addition to that, kids who had failed tests, like whatever like, test it was, like these national tests or whatever. I remember, and this one I did become livid. Like I should have, I said something with the other, but I went to the superintendent's office on this one because I walked in one day and there were kids. They was having this big party, and kids who had failed, they weren't allowed to participate. Well. I know that that's, you cannot punish a child because they did not pass a test. And so I did. I, I, I went over and talked to the for the elementary school. She had no idea. She, she said, they did what? I said, yes, ma'am, they did. And so things are happening. Mm-hmm. I want to – I have I – have, um, Gosh, I, I have some perspective on it, but I want to hear why do you think, how do we get here first, and why do you think it's still happening today, 2018, today? Well, this is now year 11 for me uh, working, in, uh, working in schools, and I've been in a few different schools. And I have talked to or worked with um, educators from around the country. And the conversation is the same no matter who you talk to. Here's what it comes down to. People think that education or the lack thereof or the way people are treated, the way kids are treated, is merely black and white. It is not. I know that's what the data shows. However, that's a small piece of it. Education is still about segregation versus integration, or however you want to put it. But here's the here's the difference now. Education is about the haves and the have-nots, and the do's and the don'ts. For example, if your parent is involved or is active, is always at the school, not to start trouble, but volunteering, or if your parent is is there, you know, smiling in the principal's face or smiling at the superintendent or the school board members or just being out there helping out. Doesn't matter, back to school night, or they come in and they make copies and, you know, they befriend people and that helps the kid. Oh, no, we don't want to, let's just hold off. This happens, believe me. Not only that, take the flip side of that. And those of you who are listening, please press the number one and feel free to 
uh, chime into this conversation. If you're listening by phone, if you're not, the number is 818-691-7406. Not only that, if you have one of the loudmouth parents where people don't want to deal with them, they're a little hesitant when it comes to disciplining your child. But if you are that kid who shows up and act like you have no sense on a regular basis and your parent is never at school and they know if they suspend you or put you in in in-school suspension, in-school detention, whatever, they could do anything and they know they will never hear from your parent, sorry, kid, you're going to get whatever's coming to you. So it all depends on what parents are the most involved. And sadly, a lot of black parents are not involved for different reasons. I'm not, you know, taking up for anybody tonight, and I'm not, you know, bashing anybody. I'm just saying. There's no excuse, right? Because I would use uh, those. Uh, there is no excuse. There is no excuse right. to to how, um, and it's not bashing. It's just the truth. And and you guys, we can say it because we've worked in it, we've been in it. So I'm sorry, Mom, you, I'm not saying all of them, but Mom, you cannot tell me you don't have time for PTO me out on Friday and Saturday night clubbing. You can't tell me that. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, you, you got to go on. It's no different. It's like we want to, and, and I'm not going to even apologize. We we want to, I'm going to bring it back to, remember maybe last year, Rodney, where the the white doll and the black doll, the white doll had the book. It was a Christmas, I think it was around Christmas time, and they, they bought out the same doll. The only difference was the, the skin color. And the book, the, the white doll, baby doll, came with a book. The black baby doll did not. We, we Black people went crazy. But what, see what we should do? We go crazy, but we—that's it. We don't do anything. So what they're what they are saying is, you guys don't buy books. Like I put out starting a book club for women. Ain't no no woman want to read no books. Ain't nobody sent me anything. But let me put out starting ladies' night, girls' night out. We going to the club, or let me put something about them. Found me a new man. Oh, they're all over that. They're all over that. And mm-hmm. no, we don't we don't show up. One year, Rodney, I had to literally call parent I called the children up to the office. Let's call your mom, your dad. We trying to get as many people out here to the PTA this meeting. I literally had to I have your your son, your daughter here with me in the office. They really would like it if you would be here this date, this time, and other. We're giving a prize to the class who who parents who have you know most participation. It's sad that you have, and I'm not saying white parents don't do it either, but you guys, this is to me this we have become, and we got to be honest with ourselves. We have become. I'm going to give you an example. Have you ever heard a song on the radio and you didn't like it, but they keep playing it and you find yourself 
singing it. Think about that. I'm going to share something with you guys, and I'm going to turn it back over to you too. I'm going to be very honest, and I want you guys to see, to think about, and be honest with yourself. While I was out watching the game last night, it's about closing time. This young black guy walks through the door, and if anybody has ever been to Bonefish Grill, there, there, it's kind of dark. The door, you can't see anybody coming in because the way you come in, it's just kind of, it, it's, it's different. And this, this young black kid walks in, and his pants were sagging. He had his hat tilted to the side, and he had this scarf tied around his neck. My heart dropped because I'm oh hell. It's been to go down. <laughs> I'm just keeping it on That's that's what I thought because ain't nobody hardly in here. It's just us. We sitting here. They can do what they want to do. I think that. It, I mean, we got, and then to make matters worse, <laughs> three more walked in behind him, <laughs> but they didn't come in at the same time. <laughs> I was like, oh lord, and they were all dressed, and that, we could laugh about. We're being honest. With you guys, my heart dropped. Now, I'm going to say this. Did make, did clothing have something? Did the attire, did the appearance maybe have something to do with it? Because he had the white beater on, sagging pants, scarves to the side, you know. And I'm like, so I'm seeing all these visions of what TV tells me a robber is. And so I, that's why I wanted you to hear about the song, because you will hear something. It's said to you. I didn't used to like cranberry juice, but one time I got sick and I had to drink drink so much of it, now I love it. So you hear stuff. We hear, I watched the news this morning for whatever reason, and it was, you would think that nothing but black people are committing crimes. So it's planted in my head. And sometimes those actions, like what they plant, we start to do. You have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. You have to be. Mm-hmm. Every time, every year, Brandon started a, a, a grade, I'm calling the teacher, I want to meet with you. Most of them said to me, oh, we're going to have parent-teacher conference at this day. No, I can't wait to this day because, see, I'm bringing you to my child tomorrow. I bought him to you today, not even <laughs> meeting him and sitting down with you. So I'll be back that day. But we need to meet before that day. And you know what, Rodney? Not everybody, not all of them are like you. Some of them were offended. You could clearly tell that they were offended. Some teachers get offended when you do show up. But you know what? You just got to be offended. And if you're offended now, baby, you better change classes because you, you're going to be way offended by the time we get out of your way. And that's how you have, and you don't have, and I would still bring the apples. I would bring the teacher gifts. We could be mad, but we're going to get an understanding. We're going to respect you, but you're going to do your job as well, period. If everybody do their job, we're going to have a good year. You can't wait until your child gets in trouble. You can't send these little girls with clothes on that you got to be called to come pick them up. You can't do that. You can't send them in their fifth grade with blonde hair and an earring in their nose. They got P.E. They can't even wipe themselves clean hardly. 
And they, how are they going to take care of a, a blonde hair and a earring in the nose? We got to show up. I can't get mad because pe- what they do, because they don't put books with the little black dolls. Because, see, they look at what people are spending and buying. And they look at your they, – they know everything about us. They know what white people are buying, what black people are buying. So they're going to put out what you're buying. So don't get mad. Go Make sure that you go buy your child, your niece, your nephew a book, and you make sure you're reading to them, and you make sure that they read, period. I see that we have a caller, Rodney, so I'll back over to you. Yep, I'm going to bring in a caller um, from area code 310, last four digits are 8485. Caller, you are on the air. Hello. Can you all hear me? Yes, we can. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you both doing? Great. Life is good. Life is good. Okay. I want to say thank you so much for all you do and having this show. This topic really means a lot to me. I've always had a heart for kids for several different reasons. I'm not a mother, but I've worked with kids, and I just I analyze things in the black community, and it just really breaks my heart on a regular basis. So there's a couple of points I wanted to hit tonight. So first of all, I think that our young children from very early on need to be nurtured. No question about it. I think that kids in a sense, have to be built, like Tammy was saying. You have to tell the children who they are, that they're beautiful. You can't leave it up to social media or what they see out in public or the teachers to tell them that job is on the parents. And I know it's hard to be a parent. I can't speak from experience, but you have to have a way to tell the child who they are because if they go out in the world and they listen to who the world says they are, they are going to be so messed up in the head, and I think that's why we see the things that we do in our community. I do think that there are a lot of gifts in children and our young adults that are, they're they're like dormant. There's gifts there, but they haven't been nurtured. They haven't had a chance to see, oh, I can maybe do something like this. They haven't had a chance to see something that's out of their norm. So I think they can be distracted by drugs and gangs and for several different reasons, but it's kind of like if you have this potential inside of you, but nobody's nurtured it, nobody's told you who you are and what to do with it, you'll go looking for something to fill your mind up with, to keep right. you occupied. And I also noticed that I see parents handing kids iPads and electronic media all the time. And I just wonder how much of the time are they sitting down talking to that child and saying, hey, this is who you are, and this is what you can do. I have a really good friend from Sierra Leone, and she's very successful in her career in her whole life. And she talked about how her dad sat her down at the table every night and did homework with her and told her she will be successful and she will be smart in math and she will be the best. And I know that African culture is different from black American culture, but (laughs) black Americans, we need to be doing that too. Like I know we can't always because people have two and three jobs and different things like that, but instead of just snapping on the TV or handing them an iPad, like, Talk to them about things and, you know, talk to them about what's going on in the world and say, how do you feel about that? What are your thoughts? I think communication is something that we just don't specialize in and is so needed in all areas of your life. And one more point I wanted to make is, and I really wanted to just mention or give like a call for black men to volunteer because I was having a roundtable conversation 
conversation with some of my black male friends, and they're educated, they're successful, and they care about the community, but I notice that none of them volunteer. And I volunteer in different organizations, and I don't really see black men, and I know there's a number of reasons for that too, but I just ask them, hey, why is it that you don't volunteer, and different things like that. And the common thing that I found is they said, well, we're not entrepreneurs, we don't feel like we have anything to give. And I just think that's really sad because children just need to see a positive example. You don't have to be an entrepreneur (laughs) to be a mentor or to give back or to volunteer. And I think maybe some people feel intimidated to volunteer or like they don't have anything to contribute, but I would just like to speak to everybody and say that you do have something to contribute. Wow. So I think uh, that's all I have to say. (laughs) No, 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 no. You're not getting off that easy because you made some very valid points. And I have a question for you, and this has come up uh, to me um, as a black male uh, teacher, and, and, and I've just heard this, you know, in college. I've heard it, you know, since I've been, you know, teaching children. What can schools do, or maybe even universities, because black men are not in teacher preparation programs and, and black men, I could tell you in elementary school, black men just are not there. Um, you start mm-hmm. to see black men a little bit in middle school and then you see them a little bit more in high school, but usually they're in physical education and mm-hmm. or they're coaching sports. What can schools or school districts do to recruit more black men um, to get involved um, in volunteering or even going a step further, what can schools do to attract black males to the education profession? Hmm. That's such a good question. <laughs> you know, but but, but 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 just off the top of your head, like what what do you think would attract black men? Like when you walk in, like um, where, where'd you go to school? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Texas, Oklahoma, and Missouri. <laughs> okay, how many how many black how many black male teachers did you have? Oh, that is a great point. I had zero. <laughs> zero. Okay. What What do you think would have gotten a black man to step foot in your classroom in Texas, Oklahoma, or Missouri? You know, I feel like it has to do with confidence. I don't okay. – I, I feel like too much of the time black men, from what they see in TV and maybe – their own lifestyles. They haven't had black other black men pour into them. I don't know if they would ever think about doing something like that because it's something like outside of the box. And I feel like you have to have confidence within self to go outside of the box and you can't need the approval of others. And I think so much of the time we as black people need that approval of others for various reasons. Hey, you guys, this is Tammy. I'm going to jump in. I think that (laughs) teaching for a very long time, I think, was looked upon as a woman's job. It's kind of like nursing Mm -hmm. used to be 
you didn't see a lot of men going in the nursing field, but now you do more. But I think initially teaching was seen as, um, oh, that's a, that's a woman's job. And, and then when you get into pay as well, and most people, including some young ladies, I, I, I know some young ladies who whose heart was to teach, like that's what they wanted mm. to do. But their their parents or the world said something different. Um, no, you got to be this. You got to go do this because they want they want status. But they are miserable, and there are a lot of kids who are going into do, going majoring in things because they're chasing money and they're chasing status. And so, unfortunately, teachers don't they they don't get what they deserve. Like, that being said, then teachers are going to have to, there also needs to be more training for teachers, like absolutely more than just four years of books because you can't expect, uh, it just is what it is. I'm sorry, you can't come from the, the hills down into the valley and understand my culture. You can't understand that I may not, have eaten last night. My last meal might have been right here at lunch yesterday. You don't understand that I can't listen to you if I'm hungry. You don't understand that I don't know my worth. I don't even know my history. And so now you 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 come down and you want to call me out for everything? Like I, my friend's son, he got called out because he's his he's laying his head in his hand, taking a test. No, you can't do that. He's Why? Petty. And that's why more training. But to go back to that question, Rodney, I think initially it was looked at as a woman's job, and then on top of that, petty. And so men are like, I can't take care of myself off of this salary, let alone a wife and kids, but you, but we can, which goes back to how much parents are spending on kids Per year, what you know, the topic of for tonight, because a lot of these these things that we're spending money on, our caller mentioned that parents are working two and three jobs. But are we working those jobs to buy Nikes? Are we working those jobs to keep thirteen, fourteen, fifteen-year-old girls' hair dyed, nails done, to keep them in Michael Kors shoes, Michael Kors shirts, dresses? <laughs> I mean, are we working those two and three and iPads? And, and phones that do more than my phone do, I mean, really, do they really need all that? So are we really working those two or three jobs for what? Can we eliminate one of those and just go back to the basics? I'm going to love you, I'm going to feed you, and I'm going to put a roof over your head, and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to nurture you, like our caller said. I'm going to help you determine your gifts. I'm going to be at that school even when nothing's wrong. I'm going to show up and you're going to see my face. I might be in somebody else's room volunteering. That's what we got to get back to. We got to send the kids to the teachers with values, with morals, with ethics. And then we got to show up to back that thing up. Yeah, little Betty Sue is here and her mom and her daddy is here too. And if the mom and daddy, uncle, grandmama, somebody needs to be out there. Because we're, we're everywhere else. Yep, that 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 is that is very true. Um, Carla, 
Mm-hmm. I think you I, I think you touched on some really good points, and I, w- I want to add something to what you just said. And again, uh, you guys who are just tuning in, uh, no matter how you're listening, um, please feel free to call in. The number is 818-691-7406. And if you have a question or a comment, just press the number one. Um, but another point that was made in the article was, Boys with imprisoned fathers are much less likely to possess the behavioral skills needed to succeed in school by the age of five. A study published in Sociological Science found that black children who are more likely to have imprisoned fathers are therefore more likely to be set on a bad course before they start kindergarten. And so that brings up, you know, that that's just something else. Now, how do we keep black males out of prison? We can't wow. we can't even we can't even so number one, like like our caller was saying, she's in groups with educated black men who don't volunteer. So these men are, are are successful. They're doing well. They you know they 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 join different groups. They can have intelligent conversations, and they they don't belong to groups. But now add to that group men who are behind bars and can't volunteer. So now we have another problem. On top of that problem, and then when our uh, then when black males show up to school, they could do the same thing as a white male and be suspended right on the spot. And I'm going to go back to something that we, we we talk about all the time: involvement. And I was just talking about this a little while ago. Parental involvement. Our, our, our kids, and no, for anybody who's listening for the first time, no, we are not racist people. No, uh, we we like and love everybody. That That has nothing to do with that. But our black Males and females are starting out behind everybody else. I was sharing with Tamari earlier. So a good friend of mine, a white white male who's 61 years old, he texted me last week and said, hey, what are you doing Saturday? And I said, "Um, I don't think anything. I said, but, you know, I might be going to a birthday party, but I'll let you know. A friend of mine, his daughter, um, just had a birthday yesterday. And, uh, you know, they didn't have the party. So he said, you know, another one of our friends is a principal, about an hour and a half away from where we live. Let's go to, to the football game. So we meet up. He gets my car, and he said, I have a very serious question for you. Mind you, again. 61-year-old white male. 
And he says, how do you raise a black child in today's society? And he said, before I could even respond, he said, and I'm not being funny. He was like, but when I look at everything that's happening in society, he was like, it just seems like a very difficult thing for any black parent to have to do. And then he said, he told me that he wants to write a book. And the difference is he wants to write a book after talking to me and however many other black people. He wants to write a book basically targeting white people and getting them to try to see, listen, you really don't understand. We as white people, we as white people don't have a clue. We as white people, we think we know, which is why we comment all the time, but we don't really understand. And I think the more you hear conversations like these, you realize America is lost. I was just telling, I think, to marry some other people, all of this, which stems from the whole Colin Kaepernick not kneeling thing, and people think that they are Americans, let me tell you, very few people in this country, if any, are Americans. You know what people living in the United States are? They're either Republicans or they're Democrats. That's what they are. Because they will choose their party over their country. You have people in this country who have twisted views in the name of America. They don't really view people not like them as Americans. They think that everybody should be an American based on what they think an American is. That's how people can get so easily mad with each other. That's how people can be mad about one thing but not mad about another. You got people who are mad, Republicans, who are mad because there was a black president. Meanwhile, they have a president who represents their party who have said the most ridiculous things of any president, but they don't care about that. They care about the fact that, well, this other guy, you know, he's a Democrat. And I like what Steve Harvey said one time. This man said, are you only voting for him because he's black? And he said, well, let me ask you this. Are you not voting for him because he's black? And the guy turned his head and started reading his newspaper. Because we don't care about the things that are important. We we care about the things that are important to us. Somebody commits a crime. It should be wrong no matter who does it, no matter when they do it, no matter what color they are. But we don't look at things that way. And the biggest problem that we have is these twisted views and these twisted values that we have in 2018, we are passing them on to our children. 
Back up Can I jump guys. in? Sorry. Yes, ma'am. Can Go I... ahead. So when you talk about twisted values, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think that maybe black parents don't stop to think about it, but I think we really do value the wrong things a lot of the time. I work with nothing but parents in my profession, and a lot of them are young. Some of them are older. But they know so much about what's going on with these hip-hop reality shows. And they can tell you everything that's going on and who's screwing who and what happened and who this person is. And they'll ask me, and I'll be like, I don't know who that is. And they know so much that's going on with the celebrities and stuff like that. And I'm like, and I'll see them posting on social media 24-7. And I'm like, how can you take the time to share this kind of stuff and even know this kind of stuff? Aren't you a busy parent of two? And some of these ladies are single parents. And I'm like, I don't even have that much time. And I'm single. It's just me and my dog. <laughs> I I don't get it. So I think that we are just easily distracted. And I don't know if it's the weight on our shoulders and we feel like we just need a constant relief. But I don't really know if we want to focus on anything serious because when I bring up certain things, people just want to be quiet or turn their head or act like I'm weird. And I'm like, no, we need to talk about things that matter <laughs> in our lives and spend time, like, learning and trying to advance to the next level. But I really think people just want a cushy situation and they want to just stick an iPad in their kids' hands and leave it and say, oh, the school should be doing this or media should portray us this way. And it's like, it starts at home with you. I really believe it starts at home with the parent. Having a child is a gift. And congratulations to you, Rodney, on your upcoming bundle of joy. But it's a gift, and you nurture that gift. Mm-hmm. This is I, I, I do have one request. Go, go ahead, Tammy. Go ahead, Tammy. Go ahead, Tammy. Our, our caller has hit on some, some, some great, great points. Going back to the father, that is our missing, that is one of the greatest missing links. And I don't know how to get across to men how important they are and to women because mm-hmm. some women deny their their children access to the father because of this, that, and the other. Wrong thing to do. I mean, if you have a a a man, a father who wants to be there, I don't care if he doesn't have a dollar. If he if he's safe, if, if he's going to protect and he's not going to put that child in danger, then you need to make that happen. Period. Because fathers matter more we carry them but trust me i get it dads matter more than we do and we just may as well that we we can i'm no longer offended by that i used to i'm no longer offended by that that's the way it's set up the other thing these tv shows just like the song you guys i said think about you hear something over and over and over again, and you find yourself, oh, I do not like that song. But before long, you are, you are bouncing in the car to that song. So with these TV shows that, that we watch and you allow young girls, the same little girls that you are allowing to get their hair dyed, that they have heels on at age 13 that, that I'm just trying to learn how to walk in, it's just, it's, it's insane, the things that we tap into. 
that we just do because the world says, here, do this, do that. Well, back in the day, we st- at that age, we still had pigtails. I remember because I had to wear the bobby socks. And with the, we call them the hot dog shoes at 12 and 13 for Easter. Now you see these girls at Easter, they look like women. You see them in church, you can see their butts. We just, we've lost our value. And it is a true distraction. And, and, it's, and it's intentional. It is intentional. I see so many on bashing Facebook, but I remember growing up around men who thought talking on the phone was a woman's thing. At now, I see more men on the phone driving, whether they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You are so consumed. You cannot be that consumed and be responsible for your family. You cannot. You cannot sit up here and watch Cookie and I don't know the guy's name and think that, that you're going to now be able to watch this week after week after week and you don't feed your spirit and feed your soul and not only that, you don't even pray. You're not talking to another man about how do I do this. You're not connecting. So take responsibility. Yes, I get it. I've been, my people have 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 been put in places and come from places that that it it should just unthinkable. I mean but but you guys, we can't change that. And but we can no longer make it allow it to be our excuse. We should allow it to flame us, make us come together, make us help each other more with the with the graceful heart rather than a regretful heart. We're in competition with each, with each other. We have our young girls in competition with each other. And so the iPad, she brought that up. I mean, I remember when Right to Read came out, and I remember, and I was young and foolish then, and, and I, I saw that that didn't make sense to me. You're teaching kindergartners how to write to read on a computer. Shouldn't you be teaching them to read, to learn how to read so they can write? Like, that's backwards. But everybody was like, go and hold that. Oh, they got computers. No, let's teach these babies some phonics, some A, some ah, ah, buh, buh, cuh, cuh, you know, A, B, C. I remember that. So we've allowed, we sit back, we give the school system too much power. We give the world too much power because we can change things. We're not, we're not like they were back in the day. We're not willing to give up something for the greater good of all of us. And like Martin Luther King said, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. So even even the, the white people on the hill, the black people on the hill, whoever else has made it up there, don't think you can keep allowing this to go on because you can't send all of them to jail. So black, white, blue going to be breaking in your house just like they're going to be breaking in mine because they don't have anything else to do, nowhere to go. So people think that they can get around it, and if they can't get you in the house, they're going to get you at Target, they're going to get you at Walmart. So if you think you sitting back, counting your dollars, driving your Mercedes, keep doing it. Back over to you guys. Um, so, <laughs> caller, uh, I do have, a que- I, I have another question for you. Are you still there? 
Yes, I'm here. So when can we have you on as a special guest on the show? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, surprise, I've been on the show before. <laughs> like four uh, years ago or so. I you know, I didn't want to say it because I'm like, I could be wrong, but so when can we have you back on a topic? Uh, I would love to be back at any time. I mean, I don't feel like I have all that much to say, but I listen to you guys faithfully, and I'm like, oh, I have a comment about that. I, but any time, really. I, you know what, you no, guys, I would because... like to come back next week if you got, if you are available because you, you working with parents, um, and, and I, I want to make it clear, we're not beating people up, but you guys, we got to start dealing with the truth, our truth. Like when I said, I, I, my heart dropped when I saw, and I hated that. I don't want to look at a young brother. And, and if it was the opposite, I wouldn't want to look at a young Caucasian, whatever. I want to look at people for who they are, but it's so hard because our minds and our eyes are fed differently. So I'd like to do this again, Rodney. If, if I know this 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 topic is your baby, but let's let's if we can, let's do this again and get into to the father. Talk about the stats for the fathers because the numbers, all of that has all to do with these numbers. Like, if schools are spending $13,000 on children, where is it going? What is it doing? You have a right to know what's being spent. We don't have knowledge. Parents don't know. If you transfer your child, you can ask that that those funds be transferred with your children. But, see, we won't pick up the school manuals and, and read Parents don't know if your child receives free and reduced lunch, he or she does not have to pay to go on field trips. You got kids who are sitting behind watching other kids go on field trips, coming from coming from God knows what at home anyway. And now I got to stay behind and watch the rest of my my classmates go. That still happens. I could not be a teacher and see that happen. I'd have to go beg for the money or something. And so we have to do better. We have to do better so that we take some stuff off of our teachers because I get it. They can only give so much. They're human as well. And if we're paying them little, they're probably stressed. They're trying to pay bills, raise children, wives, be husbands. So there's so much more to this topic than dollars because we need knowledge. How do we happen? How do we change this? Who do we go talk to? What commissioner do we call? Go to the school PTO. Go to the school board meetings. Bring these things up. Get some parents behind you rather than, rather than watching Cookie because Cookie ain't teaching your daughter nothing but how to use her cookie, and everybody got a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so next I year, am y'all. I am perfectly fine. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with uh, coming back with this uh, next week. Um, and Carla, thank you for always tuning in. And, and it was funny because I was just saying to Tamaria, 
I was like, I'm pretty sure like she had been on before. And I was like, I knew, <laughs> I knew that I recognized you, but no, we really appreciate you being on. Um, but Thank I think, uh, yeah, a, a little while ago I was like, you're making so many great points that are, are like in line with not, not only this show, um, but uh, a lot of our other shows too. And I'm like, you know what, we could have her on as a guest. Um, and I guess, I don't know, maybe this show was meant to be a part two anyway, because we haven't even gotten into school funding and, and where the money goes and, and, and why, um, you know, there's such a disparity when it comes to school funding versus the money that goes into, um, incarcerating our youth. Um, that, that was in the second part of my notes, but, um, we, I'm, I'm, unless, unless our daughter is born, uh, before next Tuesday, I'm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. definitely fine with, uh, doing part two of this. Um, if, if you guys are okay with it. And, and if you yeah. are, then, then if, if the baby, if little butterfly comes, then, um, maybe we can touch on it. Lipstick in the word. That'll be our word with the lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all okay, can still yeah. do it. I, I probably won't be on, but y'all can still do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait. You come back and do like you know, pop it off because I know that you have you have a lot of um, much more detail probably coming from the school system and things like that. So we could touch on maybe the parenting part, but I don't think she'll be here next week. <laughs> oh, baby. So. Yeah, little baby. Yeah, little says she doesn't think so either. <laughs> And Tamaria has sent us some information from careerpsychology.org. Um, she, the impact of men, um, she, the impact of media, sorry. <laughs> no, Tamaria has, um, uh, again, it, it was funny because, uh, you know, she came in and she was talking in, uh, about me preparing for the radio show and, and uh, she had mentioned, like, her possibly getting upset and, you know, with the the statistics and the things that are going on. And so um, it's alarming, it, 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 and, and it can be frustrating when you really dig deep. And that's why I said there's a lot going on in the news, but the things that we should be talking about, the things that we should be paying attention to, we just aren't. And that's why I think that it's very important that we talk about, you know, on these shows. And, and today, of, of all the days, you know, um, when I'm just going nonstop, um, you know, I was like, man, like, there's some things that I knew I wanted to try to find, like, the actual statistics and not be, like, just, you know, talking from it. And I was like, I know there's some stats out there. And I was like, I just got to get to a computer. Um, so I finally got a chance to this evening. But Tamari wants to share something uh, before we get off tonight, Tammy. Hold on one second. Oh, I won't read the whole thing. And great points, everyone. I don't want to reiterate, like, what was already stated, but I do agree. Um, but in the careersinpsychology.org article, it says that there's some research that has shown that viewing traumatic images on the news can cause post-traumatic stress-like sy- symptoms. 
In 2001, people were glued to their TV sets when terrorists took down the Twin Towers in New York City. Studies later showed that viewing these images of 9-11 triggered fear and reduced confidence in our nation's security. Interestingly, the research also showed that the degree of our fear was directly correlated with the amount of time spent watching the news. And I I wanted to bring that up because you had mentioned the news, and I know for me, I have struggled for a lot of my life, like, worrying about stuff. And growing up, we always looked at the news every day. I remember Desert Storm in the 90s when I was a kid and being scared and asking my mom for a gas mask because I thought that I might need it. (laughs) So just thinking about the impact of those images and what we see, and it's true. My doctor, the OB, told me to stay off the Internet. Literally, I kid you not, the articles that pop up, I don't want to see those articles. I don't want to hear about a a mom who died from strep B or a a parent who they had a baby and the baby didn't make it, but those are the types of articles that pop up. So the doctor told me to literally stay off the Internet. He was like, because you can't necessarily control that, but because everything is tied now to big data, they track the fact that you're pregnant. And a lot of the articles that I end up seeing is crazy stuff. I'm like, I don't want to see that because that's, like, depressing. That's not the happy stuff about pregnancy. And, yes, you get ads, but then I think just the media in general, especially in America, it does play off the fear factor um, because it, uh, it either makes us crazy or it makes us buy stuff we don't need or we end up having to get treatment that we wouldn't have needed otherwise if we weren't exposed to so many traumatic experiences. Tamari, you just said something really, really important, and I don't know exactly how you said it, but it verifies when when I was talking about the books, how how black people got so angry because the white dolls had the books and the black black dolls did not. You you were talking about how you are getting all of these pop ups or whatever because things are 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 tracked. Like, they know that you are pregnant because everything is, um, it's no different from you going to the store, going on a website, and now you start to get all, if you're looking for a red dress, I was just amazed. Like, if I'm looking for a red dress and all of a sudden I go to Facebook, there's all these things on my timeline about red dress. Well, when you're using your cards, when you are buying stuff, all of this, even your household, cable, TV, I think they have it know have it logged in black white what you're watching and 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 they play on that, but it doesn't mean yeah. you have to show for the game. It doesn't mean like for my Facebook, I started to pray, God, let me see only only what edifies me, what grows me, or what's going to grow someone else because some of the things that I was seeing was like you you can't your mind cannot survive. And I think that so many parents are on overload mentally, mentally, because, y'all, we are young compared to where our parents and our grandparents came from and what they went through. And some of their minds are better than ours because they didn't tap into all this mess. They didn't didn't do this. And so even though they endured it, Look at them. They endured what we are fussing about. They came through, and they had their minds because they did not entertain the foolishness. 
They didn't go out and get all this extra stuff for us. So it's, it's, it's like Maya said, we got you. We we got to check ourselves the values. So so much. And this is a great topic, you guys. <laughs> well, we're, we're not gonna keep our call on, but caller, uh, is it okay for us to reach out to you um, this week so that we can uh, uh, set up the show for next Tuesday? Yes, that's fine. And sometimes I email you, Tammy, on Facebook, and you check it occasionally. <laughs> you get back to me, <laughs> so we are connected on Facebook. Yeah, I just I just found the show, um, but for some reason, you know, when I try to tag you, you're not in my. I don't know. I don't like you know how you say how I try to tag you in it. It doesn't show mm-hmm. that we're friends. Oh, I I know. I tried to friend request you once, and I'm not sure what happened with that, but I can try again. I have emailed you on Facebook before, and you usually respond. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gotten them through. Well, now I don't know. Let me see. I know I've gotten them through Butterfly Evolution, but I have I have your number. Oh, okay. So we'll okay. With you. But um, I just was trying to tag you, and I just thought that's weird because it doesn't it doesn't allow me to tag you. It doesn't show up. Oh, so, okay. Uh, um, real quick, but. Real quick, um, as we as we close out the show and get ready for part two uh, next Tuesday, um, Carla, is there anything else you want to add? You want to tell everybody who you are, uh, what you're doing, anything you have going on, any announcements that you want to make be- uh, before we end? Oh, well, thank you. My name is Maya, and I author a blog on love and relationships from a Christian perspective called Lipstick and the Word. I'm also a speaker, so I speak at women's events and young adult events as needed. And I just aim to provide encouragement to people. Everybody's going through something, and it doesn't have to be necessarily a love relationship. Character development is so important in our lives. And to being a great parent, to being a great spouse, I believe. So I look forward to being on with you guys next time, and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Don't go anywhere, Tammy. Um, I just want to remind everyone about Friday. Um, if you have any questions about it, and that's the, the singles night out, and I'll be speaking there um, this Friday. So if you are interested, you're in Memphis, 901-830-6088. You can give me a call. Um, I'll update you guys on the Ethnos class after Thursday. I'm excited about that as well. And I just want to encourage do the best that you can do. Don't get caught up in in the distractions. Take some time and allow your mind to do what it was created to do. And always, always stay connected to God. Always. Um, I can I can so tell when I'm losing my way there because my world gets crazy. And I, I think that I realize my world gets crazy because I take off my blanket. That is our shield. And so I think that's another thing that our, our, our ancestors did, our, our grandparents and our mothers and all that. I think that they prayed more, that they stayed more connected to the creator. They didn't worship the world. They didn't worship the things of this world. They knew the difference. They knew the difference between a want 
and a need. And God said, I will supply your needs. <laughs> and so those, that other stuff, we should be dying to some stuff. Like there are days I go in my closet and I just want to start tearing stuff down because I literally want like one pair of black pants and a million shirts. Like less is so much more to me now. So just think about that, you guys, and tap more into your purpose and find out what you're passionate about. Go to God for it. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, I must say that um, um, you did exactly what we had talked about, and you slam dunked every last one of them. Um, for you guys who are listening to us, <laughs> you guys who are listening to us, um, and those of you who will listen to us, um, this has been a a, a, a great show. Um, and I know that this is one that I'm excited about, but I know that Tammy gets um, even more excited than I do when we're talking about our young people. Um, but even better than that, it was so awesome having uh, Maya um, join the conversation because, believe it or not, there are more people, and Tamaria was sitting here, um, and she just got home, like a, maybe a little bit more than an hour before the show started. Fix something to eat, talk to her mom, talk to her uncle, and, and made it in time for the show. Um, but she, even then, like she was sitting here finding articles, um, you know, for this particular topic because there are a number of us who really, truly care about our young people and who want to see our youth be successful and do the right things. And know, again, because I hate to say this, because people just take things and run with it and they take things the wrong way, no, we are not just strictly about black people, but let me tell you, it's about time for black people to come up. It's about time for black people to start not just saying the right things and putting the right things down on paper. It's about time for black people to start doing the right things. And people try to tell us all the time that we're going to be, you know, this you know, type of parent, this type of parent. And we're like, you know what? You keep thinking that. Because we're probably going to be the most old school parents who are not even, you know, 40 yet. Because it is our goal to make sure that our daughter, who will be here in a few weeks, grows up and she is respectful and respectable and she's honest, and she knows how to take care of herself. But most importantly, she just does the right things because it's the right thing to do. And that is our goal as as parents. And I'm going to say this, 
Um, and to our caller, please join us next week. I know um, uh, some of you may have some things to add to this show. But I'm going to say this. There are some things that we didn't get to tonight. And one of those things is your state government, especially the Department of Education, just might be lying to you about where the money is going. Mm. Because the second part of what I was going to talk about tonight is if you live in a state California actually used to. I don't know if they still do. They actually kept up with their promise about giving money back to education. But here's what's happening, and then I'm going to end the show. If you live in a state where there's a lottery or there's any sort of gambling or anything, a friend of mine and I went to Las Vegas um, this summer. And he asked one of the dealers how much money, and if you've ever been in Las Vegas, you know there's a lot of gambling that goes on. He asked her, how much money goes back into education? And she said, nothing. It all goes to tourism. None of the money that goes, none of the money that Nevada makes from gambling goes back into education. But here's the thing, and I just learned it. Even in Virginia, where we live, and check your state too, but even in Virginia where we live, billions of dollars are brought in every year from lottery sales. All all of the money that is given to the schools comes from from the Virginia lottery. The problem is, because of that, the state hasn't given schools any money in decades. The Virginia lottery is being sold to the residents here in Virginia and in many other states too, but it's being sold to us as this is extra money that's going into the schools, but it's not extra money. The state doesn't give us anything. The state does not invest any money in schools, but this is what these people campaign on. They don't give us any money. They take a portion of the money that's made from lottery sales and put it back into the schools. So if you want to know why schools are underfunded, there are no resources, teachers can't get raises, teachers don't make any money, it's because government does not give the schools any money. And I'm going to leave it right there, and we will see you guys next Tuesday. Hey, 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 Rodney! I want, I want to encourage, yes, I want to encourage you guys who are still listening with us tonight. Get someone, tell someone about next week. If it's a parent, 
um, someone that you know has a nonprofit that's working with children, because we can come and give you our perspective, um, our ideas, but we are all in this together, and we may not think um, alike about everything. That's okay. That's okay. I'm okay with with being an arm. If you're okay with being that leg, if that's what you are, we got to stop fighting against one another when we don't agree with everything because we all Mm -hmm. have something to give. So share. As you go to work, as you come across other parents, tell them about the show next week, and you guys voice your opinion. Do something. Do something. This I'm, I am 50 years old. This little girl that I'm getting ready to start tutoring again, this is my second time around with her. I haven't seen her since, well, tutored her since second grade. And and it's just, even then, it was something simple that she had just missed. And worked with her. She was fine. Here we are again. Her mom called. I, I, she, she is not, I'm not related to her. But this mom is a single parent, so I know I know that she doesn't have money to pay a tutor, and so that's that's a way of giving back and helping. Is Brandon's thirty years old? Is that something I want to be doing now? I did that all through his. No, absolutely not. But do I feel that it's my responsibility? I'm responsible. Yes, I am. And so I'm going to make that time. So please, you guys, share this. There's some parents out there that that maybe the the statistics say that there's been 1.5 million more um, single-parent homes. And I'm sure, I know that that is, it's hard, it's depressing, and especially in this world today. And so hearing from that mom, that dad who's experiencing it may tell us, what can we do? How can we help more other than just coming on here talking about it? How can we help more? So please listen and bring somebody with you. Call them that night and make sure they're on. That's what we ask. And as always, you guys, Please be blessed. Have a great week. Have a blessed night. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Good night, everybody. Beyond the sky It's been a long
But I know 